0: It's a beautiful day out there, and uh, today we are going to reflect about a very peculiar topic, chancla. I know it's a weird word for many Americans. (laughs) In my case, being born in in Guatemala, the word is pretty familiar to me, and many Mexicans also understand what we are talking about when we say the word chancla. We are going to reflect about it in a moment. I would like to invite everybody to grab a bulletin. And if you are watching, we invite you to go to our website, bchurch.us. And then you can download the bulletin and write some notes digitally if you like. We always offer this service and uh, feel free to do it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, June 28, 2020. From Odessa, Texas to the rest of the world, welcome to Victory Church. The topic of today is chancla. It is funny, very funny, because when the Lord put in my heart to speak to our parents, especially, we are parents, some of us grandparents, but mainly to our viewers that are raising little ones about, to talk about this topic, I never thought about the coincidence that today, June 28th, Is the day that my mother celebrated her birthday. She is in heaven, my mama, Mamita Magnolia. She is in heaven, but what a coincidence. You know, (laughs) my Mamita's birthday, and today I'm speaking about chancla. I remember my mother's chancla very, very much so. (laughs) We read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's read it all together, please. Listen to advice and accept discipline. Then you too will become wise. Proverbs nineteen twenty. As I said earlier, most of us are grandparents, our kids are grown up. However, there are ones watching, and perhaps you, my friend, are one of those, and you are raising kids. Please pay special attention to what you are going to hear because there are some things that you need to understand. And the first thing that I want to tell you is that this message is divided in three sections. The first section is called, Is Discipline Equal to Punishment? We're going to talk about it. A lot of people think that discipline and punishment are the same thing, and they are not. We are going to talk about it. The second thing that we will talk about is redirecting the tree. And... Finally, we are going to talk about habits. So are you ready for this? Let's go. Is discipline equal to punishment? The answer is no. Those are two different things. If we review one more time the scripture Proverbs 19:20, what is what it says? Listen to advice and accept discipline. Then you too will become wise. Advice and discipline... Are some things that you can accept in your life. You can reject advice or you can accept advice. Discipline is the same thing. You might accept discipline and say, this is a good thing, because discipline is not punishment, it's it's habits. But we will talk more about it. Good, uh, Good habits, which is discipline, is one of the most Successful things that you as a dad, you as a mom can install or implement in your kids' lives. Good habits, not bad habits, good habits. I want you to come with me to this other scripture, Proverbs 29:15. Punishment and discipline can make children wise, but children who are never corrected will bring shame to their mother. Someone one day asked me, why it says here shame to the mother? Why does it say why doesn't it say shame to the father? Why to the mother? And there is there is no indication here that is mama's fault when a kid goes bad. You know I don't want you to think that that is what the scripture is is trying to tell us. No, it's not that. It's just a way to represent to explain to you the importance of correcting your kid. Okay, don't think that is. If the kid fails, it's the mama's responsibility and the father is is free of guilt. That's not the case. It's just a way to present the importance of correcting the kid. Punishment is needed. But more important is discipline. When we teach those things to our kids and we correct the kids, we have a wonderful future ahead of us. But we know that when we don't correct the kids and we don't teach them discipline and good habits, the result is very bad. We are going to suffer the consequences of that. We say, well, it's his life, it's her life. Certainly it's his and her life, but we suffer also as well. So. The second thing that I wanna to talk to you is about redirecting the tree. Redirecting the tree. How many of you guys have seen a tree that is uh, just starting to grow and suddenly you see that it's crooked? And then you think, oh, this tree is not going straight as I want. What do you do in those cases? Well, you know what to do. You, you can use a bar, could be a metal, Or sometimes wood. Sometimes you use another tree next to it. And sometimes you just use a string. And just wrap it. And just just do whatever is necessary to redirect the tree. Okay. Mom and dad, listen carefully please. Your children sometimes are like a tree. And it's your responsibility to redirect the tree. But if you don't redirect the tree, you know what happens. The tree is going to continue growing crooked, and it's not going to be as fruitful as you would like. So I want you to read with me Proverbs 5, verses 12 and 13. And it says, some people in trouble say, why didn't I listen to my parents? Why didn't I pay attention to my teachers? I didn't want to be disciplined. I refused to be corrected. Perhaps you said that one day. Have you? I did say that one day. I said that. I said, why did I, I didn't listen to my parents. They were telling me. I remember one particular deal. I was in Virginia and my mom came to see me. And she said to me, mijo, listen. And she told me, this and this can happen if you do this and that and that. I said to my mom, Mom, I think I got it. I think I know what I'm doing here. Oh, boy. It was very painful. She saw the problem. She saw the potential conse- consequences of this, uh, on this path, and I didn't. So I went into that path, and it was a disaster. And then this scripture, it was <laughs> like a slap in my face. Why didn't I listen to my parents? And what about teachers? Teachers are the same thing. You know, like a pastor is a teacher somehow, right? He's teaching us. But sometimes we just don't want to listen. And what is what happened? When we suffer the consequences, we say, oh boy, I refused to be corrected. Mom and dad, you need to keep telling your kids, don't do that, don't do this. It's bad for you. That's your responsibility. You need to redirect the tree. Now, I want to talk to you quickly about one simple scenario, sports. I played soccer when I was growing up, so I'm pretty familiar with the sport. And I know that in this particular discipline, this sport, soccer, when you are hurting your rivals, the first thing that happens is the referee calls you and says, Gives you a verbal warning. So this guy says to you, don't hit those guys. Don't do that. If you do this, I'm going to give you a yellow card. So this is my first verbal warning. And that's it. If you keep doing this wrong, I'm going to give you the yellow card. So what is what we do? We keep doing what is wrong. Boom. We heard the rival. Then the referee comes, calls you and said, what did you do? I told you, stop doing that. So here is your yellow card. Boom, yellow card. But what happens if we continue doing what is wrong? The referee calls you and says, I'm here. And then the second yellow card and two yellow cards mean now a red card. And when they give you the red card, you are out. And there is no way to replace that player in the team. Usually in soccer, you play 11 guys or girls, you know, per team. But when you are being kicked out of the game, you affect not just your own reputation, your own record, because you cannot play the next game, but also your team is going to have only 10 players now. And sometimes, you guys, that they continue doing what is wrong, and then they yellow card and then red card. So now you have one team with 11 players and the other team with nine. It's just a simple example of what happens in sports. And in different sports, the rules are different, but pretty much the same idea. If you do not behave, you are going to be out. Now, what about school, guys? How many of us have seen that situation happening with our own kids, with the kids of our friends? My dear friend watching, listening, if you do not correct your kid in the house, the kid is going to continue doing what is wrong. He is going to be kicked out from school. And that's not fun. That is a big problem for, for a kid and for yourself. Some kids, they have to repeat <laughs> the, same, the same grade, not just once. Sometimes three times. That's embarrassing. Imagine a kid 12 years old now with the students that are nine years old. You know, big difference in size and mentality. Some of those kids already have a mustache. (laughs) And they are in the same classroom with little ones. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because the kid didn't obey the rules, so he was kicked out. That happens in schools, correct? So, but what about the workplace? What about the workplace, my friends? How many of us have seen that unfortunate situation of our children or even ourselves, other people, that they are being fired again and again and again from different places, different companies? They are. They get a new job, and then they go again with the same attitude, the same poor behavior, and then kicked out. Out. Fired. 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 And the reason is, this person doesn't want to follow the rules. Now, we are talking about someone that is in his 20s, or maybe in his 30s, sometimes in their 40s. Sometimes in their 50s, and still they get fired constantly. And it's because they don't want to follow the rules. It's sad. What about homes? It is sad when we see those situations, right? When the guy is knocking at the door of a friend with a backpack and said, What's up? What are you doing here? Uh, My wife kicked me out of the house. She dumped me. And, and, the, and the friend says, again? <laughs> it happens. It's, it's just like that. Like in playing in the sports, like in the school, like in the workplace, it happens in, in, in families and homes. People are being dumped constantly from girlfriends, boyfriends, and, and, and all that is because the person doesn't want to respect, doesn't want to do what is right. What about society in general? Sometimes people think that we, the ones that are in authority, or whether it's the dad, or the principal, or the coach of the team, or the boss in the company, they think that we are mean. But what about society? Is the judge mean, really? Is the job of a judge to be mean? No. He has to do what is needed in order to bring justice into society. And some people don't get it. They get a a ticket for speeding or under the effect of drugs or alcohol. And again and again and again and again and again. Violence in homes. Again and again and again. There is a moment when the judge says, you don't get it. (laughs) So I'm going to throw you in jail for a while. So maybe you will get it. And we know that there are occasions, guys, where the person is just such a rebel that eventually is being thrown in jail for years. And some individuals don't get it to the point that they think it's okay to, to beat somebody up or even to hit the wife. And sometimes they go to murders, to become murderers. It's horrible. And all that is because that person that was a little tree, a small tree, didn't have anyone able to redirect the tree. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. If you, mom and dad, you have a, a young kid, please remember this. It's your responsibility to redirect the tree. That's your job. That's your job. Now, I want to talk to you about good habits, okay? Proverbs Choose discipline over silver and knowledge over the finest gold. Discipline. But what is exactly discipline? What is this idea of chancla that we were talking about? Basically, it's discipline. It's a series of good habits that you need to implement in your life. So the first good habit that I would like you mom and dad to do is to create a schedule for your children. Your children need to understand the importance of having a schedule. What time they need to go to bed, what time they need to get up. They need to understand there is one day, perhaps Saturday, that they can sleep in. But the rest of the week, they need to go to school. Monday through Friday, usually. Well, uh, I am, um, what is the name of this students in home? Home Home Homeschool. I'm a homeschool kid. I'm a homeschool, homeschool kid. It doesn't matter. You're going to get up at 7 a.m. anyways. You got to do something. You cannot be sleeping all day. The schedule is so important. Monday through Friday, you have to have a schedule. And Saturday, you sleep in. And what about Sunday? Sunday, you need to come to church. That's right. This is part of your schedule. If you don't teach those things to your children, they won't get it. It's redirecting the tree. You need to establish good habits. And the first habit that you need to have in your home with your little ones is a schedule. But that starts with you. If you don't have that discipline, do you understand? Discipline, the good habit of having a schedule. If you don't have it as a mom, as a dad, your children won't do it. You know, because that's ridiculous. You don't have a schedule, but you want the kids to get up and do chores in the house. But you, so you, are, you are in bed until 11 every day. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Do you really want your children to be losers? Mom, dad? Okay, please forgive me. I'm, I'm very direct with you, but I, I want to ask you this honest, sincere question. Would you like your children to become a loser? People that are a failure, a total failure in their lives. Would you like that for your children? I know you don't want that. Okay, what is the first thing you need to start with? Schedule. Schedule is the first thing. The second thing that you need to teach your kids is to follow routines. Routines means you need to establish chores. Chores in the house. Chores, what are your responsibilities? You have a responsibility, you must follow a routine. Simple things that you will start to put in the mind of this little one, that they must do every day and every week. I'm going to give you examples, mom and dad. Making the bed. Making the bed should be part of the chores of every person in this world. Every individual should make his own bed. Now imagine, if you don't have any schedule, the kid gets up whenever he wants, and he never makes the bed, that's a bad thing. You, you got to change that. Start with the schedule, and then follow with the routine. What are the chores this kid must do? You make your bed, you brush your teeth, or you take a shower, you clean up your room, pick up all your clothes. Those are important things that you need to teach your children. And you you start doing that when they are little. But he's he's just three years old. He doesn't know how to do that. No, he doesn't. But you can teach this kid how to do it. That is your responsibility. That's why you are the mom in the house. That's why you are the dad. Your job is to teach them good habits. It, it, It is not rocket science. It's just discipline, discipline, good habits, to be clean. It's important for kids to understand the importance of being clean, washing their hands. Look with the crisis that we have today. You know, some people are so scared today, and they are putting all kind of stuff in their hands and this and that, which I think it's it's up to everyone to do it, but I wanna tell you that all my life I have been the kind of person that I always wash my hands before, before I eat, and when I am running errands, when I'm doing things outside, you know, I wash my hands. Because my mama told me to. <laughs> <laughs> what happened if I didn't do what my mama told me? You know what happened, the, was, the chancla was flying. <laughs> Ping, mama. You know, the discipline, she says, you, uh, speaking about routines and chores and stuff like that, going to, going to the table to eat, you wash your hands. Mom and dad, mom and dad, you can teach your kids to wash their hands before they go to the table. They can bring the silverware to the table. They can help put in the napkins. They can Even if they are three years old, they can help. Given the plate, given a plastic plate, of course, be careful in what you are asking him to do. But they can start with little things. Because if you don't teach them to be responsible, then they are 49 years old, still going from the bed at 11 AM without brushing their teeth, directly to the bed, asking the mama wife Breakfast. (laughs) The guy is gigantic, with all respect. And he doesn't want to even brush his teeth, wash his hands, make his own cup of coffee, nothing. Nothing. And it's because this guy never was reinforced in the importance of having a schedule and routines, chores. That's why I'm insisting on these things, basic thing in life. Doing the homework from school. Important routines. You do your homework, and then after doing the homework, and you have a little place to work with, what do you do with all the stuff? Well, you pick it up. You bring all the stuff back to the backpack, to the little desk, to the drawers, etc. But what do you see today in many homes? Kids go to a place after being forced to do something. They never finish the chores, right? And after they leave, because we're without supervision, and when you come back to see the place, it's a mess. Whose fault is that? The seven-year-old kid? The 12-year-old girl? No. I'm sorry to tell you, my friend, but that is not your kid's fault. It's your fault. You want to be a good kid? Believer, a good Christian, a good, good good mom, a good dad, start there. It's your job to teach your children. It's not the school's job to teach those things to your kids. It's your job. You, you better get these things right, because after all, it's your, your own family. Teach them those routines. Pick up all the stuff, put it in the drawers. And it's a lot of work, I understand that. But that's why you are the mom and you are the dad. You gotta do this. Chores everywhere. Teach your kids to have good routines. in greeting people. I'm gonna give you another example of important routine. You teach your kid, when you go to a place, you are going to look for people that are in this place, especially if they are adults. And you are going to respectfully greet them. You need to go and say, good morning, Mr. Michael. Good morning, Good morning, Grandma. Good morning, Tia Julia. Whatever. It's, it's your job as a mom, as a dad, to teach your children to be respectful. That they will go and greet people. That is your job. But the question is, do you do that? Are you that kind of respectful person that wherever you go, you always acknowledge the presence of others? When you leave a place, do you say goodbye to the people in the place or you just go and who cares? It is sad, but sometimes we just are amazed what happens in places. People come invited to have functions and functions, and there is food, they come, they don't say hello to anybody, they just go grab the food, they eat, and then they leave, and we are like, what happened with such and such? Nobody knows. And they have kids, and the kids are watching you, my friend. The kids are watching you. Routines, chores, good habits, that's what I'm talking about here. And of course, the other thing that you need to teach your kids is to have goals in life. And that is something simple. You need to find out what is what your kids like and what they want. It doesn't matter what is what they like. But you need to find out. It's sports, it's science, it's uh, agriculture, it's farming, it's music, arts technology software what is what they like find out and then you start leading this kid to look for goals in life because that is what is going to keep them motivated let me tell you a little bit about not having goals in life you have a kid with no goals in life his mind is just wandering all the time and then Someone, an evildoer will show up. Let me ask you this question. Do you think there are evildoers around your kids? What do you think? What do you think? Are evil people around kids near schools? In the neighborhood? What do you think? When the kid doesn't have a goal, his mind is just wandering. And then those evildoers will show up offering what? Drugs, alcohol, all kind of bad stuff. And when the kid doesn't have a goal, it's a perfect target for this kind of people. Now you understand why you need to find out what are the goals of your children. Because when you find out what is what they like, then you start promoting that idea. Come on, get it. Get what you like. Let's try to work together towards your goals. And. The other very important part in the training of good habits to your children is to respect authority. That will make a big difference in their lives. I was talking the other day with one of my friends about what happens in today's workplaces. You know that today, When you see in the workplaces which are the employees that succeed and those employees that fail, you know what what happens is companies don't promote necessarily the the guy that is the most um, eloquent person in the company, or the smarter one, or the stronger one, no. Companies are looking for someone that is compliant. <laughs> it's what they are looking for. Who is compliant? Sometimes in companies that are, there is a guy or a girl that is very smart, very smart, bright. And supervisors are, are thrilled with this employee and they say, man, this girl, this guy has a great future. But as, as they are getting to know this guy, they start to know and see that this person doesn't like to respect authority. So here's the supervisor thinking. The problem is this guy is, 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 is very smart, but doesn't like to obey. Once I give him an assignment, he feels that that is his territory. He can do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't like to obey the rules. He doesn't want to be accountable. He doesn't like to... Follow the lead. Leaders, people in authority, you know that, don't like this kind of stuff. So my friend, if you have a kid, teenager, 10 years old, it doesn't matter what age the kid is. And if you want this kid to have a blessed life, teach them to respect and obey authority. That is, you have no idea all the blessings that are going to come to the person of, of this, this kid's person life when this person learns to obey and respect authority. This, this kid is going to be loved everywhere. You send this kid to the grandparents, the grandparents are happy. This, this kid doesn't give me any trouble. When we tell them it's time to go to sleep, he says, good night, grandma, good night, grandpa. Kiss, hug, brushes his teeth, goes to bed, turns off the light. I'm amazed. Really? And the next day we say, it's time to get up. Oh, okay. We're going to have breakfast, grandma. Yeah, sure. Goes to the bathroom, washes his face, brushes his teeth, makes the bed, comes to bed, to the table, and says, can I help something? Wow. Those kids, they have everything they want. Grandparents are going to say, what do you want to do? What can I get you? But if you have a grandson or a granddaughter that is a rebel, doesn't like to, bed, to go to bed at the time that it's time to go to bed, doesn't like to get up when it's time to get up, is disrespectful, mean, Etc., doesn't obey, doesn't respect authority, you are concerned as a grandparent. You are just thinking, what kind of future this kid will have. Respect to authority is essential for any kid. So I gave you here four areas of good habits that you can implement in your kid's life. I hope you took note of that. And if not, review this video in the future, please. Let me read with you Proverbs 12.1. Listen to this scripture, my friend. It's powerful. Whoever loves discipline loves to learn. Let me put it the other way. Whoever loves to learn loves discipline. You see that? Learning and discipline are connected. But whoever hates to be corrected is... Stupid. In other words, whoever is stupid hates to be corrected. It's just hate him, And that that is the big difference that that I can see in, in people's lives. And I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about adults. Adults that hate to be corrected. They just get so angry when you tell them, you know what? Probably doing this is not the right thing to do. And they say, Oh well, thanks. And they will never come back to talk to you. And I just think, well, that's sad. Because by acting in that way, you are closing doors with your supervisor, with your spouse, with your parents, with your pastor, with your friends, with a mentor, etc. Okay. Next scripture, Proverbs thirteen, twenty four. This is very powerful, parents. (laughs) If you don't correct your children, you don't love them. If you love them, you will be quick to correct them. It's precisely because you love your kid that you will correct the kid. It's not that you hate the kid. You love him so much that you will say, no, 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 no. This is not right, son. Little princess? No. If she is your granddaughter or your niece or your daughter, if he is your grandson, your nephew of your son, and this person, this little one is doing something wrong, bring his attention, her attention to the point, to the fact, and explain to this kid that that is wrong. Now, you know, among Hispanics, uh, our mamas, they don't go much into examples of explanations. <laughs> they just use the chancla. Mm-hmm. You know? My mom didn't have much time to explain many things to me. She was raising six kids. I'm the oldest. So when I was doing something wrong, and she already told me how to do it right, she only grabbed the chancla. And then, <laughs> <bing>! <laughs> and. And I understood. I knew that, you know, but if you don't have six children, maybe you have only two, you might have a little bit more time to explain to your kids why. But the point is correct them. I'm going to talk to you grandparents right now for a second. You know. It's true. It's beautiful to have the grandkids because they are not our responsibility. We love that, and we hang out, and we buy them whatever we want to buy them. So what? It's good. But even though it's not our full responsibility, we do have a responsibility with the kids with the grandkids. And that responsibility is to stop them when they are doing something wrong. And you should do that, because if you don't correct your children, you don't love them. You don't need to expand your grandkids necessarily unless it's something that in your family you agree to do. You know? Things have changed. You know how things are now in 2020 compared to when I was g- <laughs> being a kid in 1970s. And in the 70s, even in the school, they spanked us. And my teacher was allowed to spank me in the school. There was no problem with that. You know. Now, it's funny. You have seen those, those scenarios, and I laugh at those scenarios. You know? when, uh, when the mom is trying to correct the kid, it is, it's really something. Maybe you, my friend, watching, you are one of those that the kid is being so disrespectful and in, in, in all that you do is this. You, you do something like this. <laughs> do you really think that that will change the kid? And then you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in timeout. I'm telling you. Hmm? Jimmy? Jimmy. <laughs> oh boy, that doesn't work, my friend. Hey, millennials, that doesn't work. It's not going to work. Just look at your own selves. Doesn't work. You have to be firm and say no. You have to be firm. And say, no, and if you have to spank your kid in a very reasonable way, you proceed. Now, my grandma was different. My grandma, not like my parents, they, my parents had spanked me, you know, hard. My grandma was different. When I didn't do the right thing, my grandma, Olympia, she called me to the room and she said, that was not good. I'm going to spank you. Bend over, and I said, okay, well, with the experience of my parents, I thought, oh boy, okay, I'm ready for the beat up, right? And I bend over, and then she grabs a pantyhose, and with the pantyhose, she said, take it, take it, take it. (laughs) So, and of course, after she spanks me, I have to cry. you know. (laughs) But, uh, But you know, it doesn't matter, because my dad and my mom were so into the game that it doesn't matter. But if you are the mom and the dad, and you are just doing this game of, ah, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. You are going to go to your room. Do you understand me, little Patrick? you understand me, little Jennifer? I'm going to send you to your room. And take your PlayStation and go there. And you don't go there. And only one box of cereal, okay? And one little juice. No more than that. Yeah, what well, that's tough. That's tough. No, my friend, that doesn't work. Doesn't work. You have to realize that. You need to be firm. You gotta do something to correct your kids. That's that's important for you. Now listen Proverbs fifteen five. <laughs> Fools refuse to listen to their father's advice, but those who accept discipline are smart. Now, let's talk about grown-ups, okay? You are a grown-up. You are in your 30s, 40s, I don't know. And here we are, us, previous generation in our 50s or 60s, giving you advice. And we say to you, be careful with this, be careful with that. Now, listen to what the scripture says. Fools refuse to listen to their father's advice. So, direct question to you. Are you a fool? Yeah, but you don't have to tell me anything, Dad, because I'm an adult. That's not the question. The question is if you refuse to listen to the advice. Yeah, but he doesn't have any integrity. He he cannot tell me anything. Why not? It's an advice. That's the problem with many people. They are looking at the person that is telling them the advice. Try to understand what the advice is especially coming from your parents that love you. Fools refuse to listen, but those who accept discipline are smart. So when you as a parent are listening and willing to accept discipline, you become smart, that will set the theme for your relationship with your children. Next Sunday, on July the 5th, in our worship service number 197, I'm going to be talking about what is a true American. Because today we just see a joke all over the country about what they think is to be an American. What exactly is a true American? We need to review the Constitution and understand the scriptures and put them together. That is what we will be talking next Sunday, because Independent Day. Independence Day is going to be a great weekend. We're going to have fun, celebrate our country, give thanks to the good Lord for our beautiful country. But we are going to review what is to be a true American. But for today, I just want to close this message with a couple of more scriptures. We talk about our relationship with our children and grandchildren, correct? But what about our relationship with God? My friend, what about your relationship with God? Listen, Hebrews 12, 6. The Lord disciplines everyone he loves. He punishes everyone he accepts as a child. You are wondering, but why do I have so much troubles? What's going on? Why God seems to be abandoning me? Why I suffer so much? What is happening? Probably the the right question is, are you doing God's will? Are you really a child of God? That's the most important question, my friend. Because the Lord disciplines everyone he loves. He punishes everyone he accepts as a child. And Hebrews (laughs) 12.10, listen to this. Our fathers on earth disciplined us for a short time in the way they thought was best. But God disciplines us to help us so that that we can be holy like him. The whole purpose of God's discipline in our lives and corrections is that we become holy. That we... Focused on heaven and in eternity and and what is really important in life, the spirituality of life. That is what he wants from us. That is what he wants from you, my friend. But maybe you have never given your heart to the Lord God, Lord God, and I want to give you that opportunity today. What if you open your heart today to God and surrender? If you want to be a good mom and a good dad, the first step you need to take is to become a child of God. And you do that by declarations of faith. There is a prayer in the screen. Read it with me. Dear God, please forgive me. I have no explanation to justify my behavior in the past. I was wrong. I would disobey you. Lord, I want to be obedient to your word and authority. I know that you want me to be nice to people. I want to change. I open my heart to you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see people exactly as you do. Help me, Lord. Help me, Father. You can do that, my friend. And we do that by acknowledging that our Lord Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Say with me. I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. In the name of Jesus, my friend. This is a great day. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. And we'll see you here next Sunday in the name of Jesus. Amen. my heart turns from darkness to light anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served i know i know i know i know Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.